Hey everyone, thanks for joining us this week. Hey everyone, this is KJ. And this is Jared. And this is not a terribly good podcast. <laughs> what do you have for us this week, KJ? Well, let me tell you, Jared. <laughs> Alright, well, welcome back. We had to uh, miss last week because scheduling and other dumb adult things. So, uh, now, being an adult sucks. It really does. <laughs> it really does. You responsibilities. There's, mm, there's mm, like you turn 21 and you could buy booze, and that's pretty cool for a couple years. Yeah. And it's just downhill from there. It is. Like, I do like the fact that booze tastes better. Like, you, you start to like get a defined taste. You're not drinking that crap anymore. Like, I can't stand the taste of Bud Light anymore. And oh, it's terrible. And I would have, like, that That would have been what I drank in my early 20s. Like, no, Bud Light always, or or Natty Ice, or something. Keystone you know? Ice, yeah, anything ice. Yeah. You're like, it has an extra percent. Like, I'm saving money. <laughs> I could buy a 30-pack of this. This is fiscally responsible. <laughs> uh, I can't stand anything ice now. Right. Like, So the other day, uh, we had a, a somebody's birthday. At, at my work and so we're all like yeah let's all take tequila shots and like the last time i took tequila shots i was in my 20s and i was like hell no i'm not drinking cuervo like no like no 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 no. this is top shelf tequila and it was like oh wow that's really good <laughs> <laughs> i didn't realize there was like any other like you could actually the flavor of good tequila is really good like that, no, I could i'm sip on trying this I'm trying to get back into into tequila. Recently, I got a couple nicer bottles. Uh, I, I tried it when I was when I was younger. Uh, me and a buddy when we were in Texas for for school. Yeah, we just said, you know what? Like, you know, we both like whiskey. We both like scotch. Let's let, let's become tequila guys while we're here in Texas. <laughs> and then, like once a week, you know, we trade off just buying a nice bottle of tequila and just go sit in our dorm room. And just like sip it, and you're like man, like after like two months, it's like dude, we're we're not tequila guys. <laughs> <laughs> this is is just not that great. I wish I don't know what kind of tequila they got. I I need to go look it up because it was one of those that, like I still did a shot of it, and I still had like the salt and the lime. Like I put a little bit of yeah. salt on the on the rim of the the shot glass, which is how I did it, and the lime. But it was like it was so smooth, like you didn't get that kick in the back of your throat that oh. You know, it was actually really, really good. Yeah, so. I mean, I, like I've always liked margaritas and oh yeah, know, yeah, like in mixing it and stuff is great. You know, yeah. uh, the tequila sunrise and yep. you know, the, the, those are the only two tequila drinks I can name. But uh, <laughs> uh, I tried a tequila old fashioned, where it's just tequila ice and you sweeten it with instead of like simple syrup or sugar cube, you use uh, uh, agave nectar. Oh, okay, yeah, and uh, that that was pretty good. Hmm. And you had some some orange bitters. That's yeah. It wasn't it wasn't bad. Hmm. It's I never even thought about that at all. Like I don't know. I, I I'm a really really shitty alcoholic. <laughs> I love alcohol, but I like I have so much booze sitting at the house right now that it's unreal and why is everything notifying me at the moment? I should turn my phone off too. Yeah, I'm doing that right now. Cuz we're professionals. Professionals. Where's the do not disturb? There we go. Do not disturb. No moleste. <laughs> that was my favorite thing to learn in Spanish. No moleste. 
Like, you know, that doesn't mean what you think it means. <laughs> Shut up. I don't care. Oh, okay. So, uh, let's play uh, catch up. Let's, what's been going on the last two weeks? Uh, the stock market went ape shit. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so being married to somebody that is in that world and listening to her just roll her eyes, like anytime the news article pops up or something cro- comes across Facebook, like I can hear her eyes roll. Like it is like, cause she's just like, you're not, these, these shit posters are not going to win. They're going to run out of money before anything. A the few only th- people are going to win huge and probably already did. Oh yeah. And like the, all it, the people that back those like E-Trade and um, Robin Hood and stuff like that, those hedge funds are already winning big. They're like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Keep it going. Whatever. We don't, we don't care. I think like as soon as it got massively popular and started hitting, you know, real news. Yeah. I think everyone getting in at that point is probably going to get fucked and lose a lot of money. Right. And you know, who's going to get fucked the hardest is AMC and, um, uh, GameStop. And there's one other place. that's. I've been, I've been wondering like if the CEO GameStop has made a statement yet. (laughs) <laughs> he's like, please, you're fucking <laughs> like, like, we have 14,000 employees. You guys are, yeah, you know, like it's cool now, but in a, in a two weeks, they were, they were staring down the barrel of bankruptcy and all this did was extended a year. Cause the second it stops, like it's going to be another thing where they're just, there's going to be a whole bunch of people holding worthless stock. Like the stock will be at zero. Was it like $4 when it all started Yeah, months ago? Yeah, I mean, and that's realistic because GameStop's it's a, it's a dying business, right? They've been dying for a long time. And what really, really is hilarious to me is these people that saved, save quote unquote GameStop are the same ones that bitched incessantly about the nine dollar buyback for them. Like, fuck this company. <laughs> it's like, wait, we gotta save them. Are you kidding? The same. Well, we're defeating hedge fund managers. Uh, like, no, I would, not. you know, like I would like GameStop to to stay in business. You know, I I I like having discs, you know, of physical media for for the games and stuff. That's just not the way that the industry's going. You know, no. we're all gonna, it's all gonna be digital. You're not gonna own games. You're gonna license them and all that bullshit. Yep, that's just unfortunate, but that's the way it's going. Yeah, it is, and you know, like there's. There's always going to be places where you can get like old school games. So GameStop going into like a retro thing where they also do like everything nerd, which they already had a whole bunch of stuff. But if they branched out and did something like the comic book shop where they had, you know, all that other stuff as well as retro games, they could probably stay in yeah. business. But. I, I think that will exist for a long time. You know, niche stores like, you know, trade a game here, right. which went out of business, but that's pandemic related, not right game related, but. I think there's there's gonna be a small market for that. I don't know if it's gonna be a national GameStop size corporation. You know, we're we had two GameStops in Northtown Mall for the longest time for some fucking reason. Right. That was you know? yeah. It was like, oh, we don't have it at this one. You got to go upstairs to the other one. Like, why is like, there wh- two? Well, yeah, why are there two here at all? It's a small mall. Right. But apparently, they both stayed in business for the longest time. Actually, I think it was because they needed the square footage. They wanted a have it in a big store but there wasn't one so the 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 people that own the mall were like well how about we give you two for the price, two of, for the one. price of one <laughs> and then they instead of actually doing that where it was you know like oh it's got to be at the other store they just made two smaller stores it was like that's dumb okay whatever 
So, or I could be completely wrong, and it could be. I don't know. Is GameStop a franchise or is it all corporate owned? I don't know how it works. Oh. I see everything going towards the. Did you ever read Ready Player One? Yeah. Are you the one that told me about that one and got me into that one? I, I don't know if I'm the one who told you about it. I, I I have read it. I totally see the world going that way. Like that was. That's a book that predicted the future. God, that's a terrible fucking book. Though. <laughs> like, just, you know, it's it's kind of a fun story. It's a it's hilarious story. Terrible, I'm... terrible fucking writing. Yes, I'm 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 going through Ready Player Two right now. Okay, and it's even worse somehow. Because it's all it's it's the Dane Cook of books is I think the joke that was made, where it's just like remember this <laughs> thing hey, from hey, childhood and then weird weird noises and that somehow is comedy. Like, literally, I am. I mean, I, I won't look it up right now, but uh, I'm listening to it on Audible. Is it still read by Will Wheaton? Yes. <laughs> and uh, I'm probably two-thirds of the way through it, and, like, the the story just started. Oh, wow. Like, the first the first third of it was just the main guy repeatedly reminding you how he lost his virginity to that girl. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, because that happened. You're like, oh, yeah, we spent, yeah. we spent a week at this dude's mansion, and, like, if I haven't told you, I definitely boned her. <laughs> That's funny. Also, 80s stuff. Also, 80s stuff. Because the like the movie was, if you did read the book, it was actually a fun movie. It was yeah, one yeah. Of those... It was. Yeah, it's just like it, it's it's fun to remember that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's the kind of movie you need to watch once. Right. And that's it. Right. <laughs> and never go back. Right. Or or you can turn it on in the background as you fold laundry because you're old. And they, they had to change a ton of stuff too, because well, yeah, yeah God, like they had as, to shorten it. Yeah, as well, even as written, that would be a terrible movie because one of the main tasks was reenact another movie, <laughs> <laughs> line, line for line. <laughs> like, you know, so like, reading about him doing it was mostly boring, but seeing right. seeing a guy act out another movie would have been fucking terrible. Right, and and then like, and one of the tasks in the book too was play a perfect game of. He had to play a perfect game of Pac-Man mm-hmm. and play a perfect game of Joust. <laughs> right. Like, so is the movie going to be, I'm watching this guy play an arcade game? Right. You know, so they, they had to significantly change it. And it was, you know, it was cool. The The car race was cool. And, yeah. Uh, I guess they kind of did. They stuck with the movie thing. It wasn't The Shining in the book. I don't remember, but the movie part was cool. Yeah, no, they, it was the, there was part of it that was The Shining in yeah. the book. Like, they... They made reference to the shining. I think they made reference to the shining, and it was like a false. Um, like everybody thought it was the shining, but it turned out to be it was a different movie altogether because it was how it was. Yeah, it had something to do with feelings, or so, I don't know. It was like it was a terrible book, but it was yeah. it was also a fun book. Like yeah. if you're not trying to get anything out of it, like sometimes movies get a bad rap. You know, there's oh, it's a terrible like this is. It's just the dumb premise and all this. You know, sometimes I just want to be entertained and not think about things for a while. It's okay for a movie to do that. Yeah. Like, they've made 22 Sharknados. It's because it's just dumb and it's okay to, be, you know, it's okay to like that kind of stuff. Or whatever else the sci-fi channel pumps out on a regular basis. <laughs> Those are all good, though. Those Some are, of them are great. You know, for the purpose, the, you know, they're purposely bad. Right. And they, they, fill, they fill an important role in do people's you, lives i remember do you remember when netflix started 
the watch party thing where you could watch a movie with somebody. Yeah, on Xbox Live. It was awesome. Yeah. And they got and we rid did, of it. We, we did Hobo with a Shotgun. Hobo with a Shotgun, yeah. <laughs> I remember it because it was great. And you had the, it put your little your little avatars. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, just, just like Mystery Science Theater. Yep. Uh, in front, and you just sit there and make fun of the movie the whole time. It was amazing. See, now, if the, the whole world with Ready Player One was like that now, like if we could just go and log into the the mainframe or whatever they called it. I would totally do a mystery science theater 3000, like all the time. Like, cause that was yeah. just like, I'd watch dub movies and I'd make commentary. It and... was perfect for that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Cause y- y- there's literally no reason to need to talk through any other kind of movie unless you're going to make fun of it the entire time. Right. I can't yeah. believe I, I, so shitty. They stopped, they stopped that service. Yeah. It's, yeah, I was going to say, every once in a while they come back with Mystery Science Theater 3000, they'll do like a, a quick reboot, and then they're like, okay, but we could only do like three episodes and everybody loses interest in it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it like, well, yeah, but it's fun for three episodes. Yeah. Oh, let's see, what else? Oh, I just, uh, so HBO Max is, and Warner Brothers are releasing movies the same day, so if, if Warner Brothers is releasing a movie, it'll be in theaters and on HBO Max. And I just saw the the ad for that so they announced it like recently. Um and I showed Marianne cuz I've been talking about like all these movie companies need to stop sending like theaters should have died a long time ago with the internet. Like there's no reason to go into a theater anymore at all. It's like what's the size of the TV in your house? I don't know, 52 Right? You have a giant ass TV in your house that has a better picture than anything you're going to see in a movie theater. And the people that are going to ruin the movie are related to you, so you can get mad at them there. I mean, (laughs) and you're not spending 20 bucks to go see it. Theaters here have gotten a lot better recently when they they all moved to the big, to to the huge chairs and, you know, you have assigned seats and... Uh, yeah, yeah, assigned I, I think, seats I think, are cool. I think it's a lot better. However, um, there's a downside, and that's other people. Yeah, people suck. People suck balls. Like, <laughs> you can't go in. The last time I remember, so before the pande- pandemic, I I remember who I went with. It wasn't Marianne. It was probably, I could, probably took Mason or something like that to the theater. We sat down. We got our assigned seat. We sat down. And we got there early because, you know, the military trained me to be early for everything. So we got everything like that. We sat down and then somebody tried to bribe me and my son to switch them seats because they didn't like the seats that they got because they ordered like, no, what about me wanted to talk to you at all? Like you just walk up to a stranger and go, hey, I'll give you uh, money. First off, I've got the commodity. So you're going to have to jack that price way up to make it worth me getting off my fat ass (laughs) out of this comfy ass chair that I'm already reclined in. (laughs) So, yeah, but there's always other people. And it's like, bro, you can, it's, it's a, the, the, the screen is massive. Like you can see it from your seat just as well. Like, the, the viewing isn't going to change. Even the upfront ones aren't terrible anymore. Cause, well, yeah, because they moved the they row got, like three or yeah, They used to cram 600 people in there and now it's, yeah. you know, they probably can't get 60. No. But I was going to say, but I can also, I've got a recliner that's in the perfect shape of me right now. So. It's got my little perfect end in it, and I can watch it on my TV at home. And yeah, I don't really miss going to the movies. The only thing that I liked about the movies was popcorn, and I can do that in the microwave. 
Like I can go get the liquid fat butter or whatever it is that they pump all over it and put that on. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we can do that at home. So. I wouldn't mind having like a nice popcorn popper. But yeah. I, w- I would use it once a year. And exactly. It would just take up a stupid amount of space. Yep. Not not not, not like an air popper, but like one of the big Oh, you're talking about the big cart on yeah. wheels and everything like that. Yeah. That would take up a stupid <laughs> amount of space. <laughs> like air poppers suck too. <clears throat> yeah. We had one and we threw it out and just went back to like making it in a in a pan or in a microwave bag. Yeah. Or just buying it in a bag because Costco has it. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's good stuff, too, because it's already pre-buttered and everything. So, yeah. What else? Anything else been going on? How's the munchkin? Oh, she's good. Yeah. She's cool. She's picking up words, like, really fast. Yay! Now you got to watch your mouth a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Like, uh, and she's starting to do, like, two-word phrases, which is a, a milestone. That's cool. So she'll say, like, down there, and she said... She said something new. Oh, she said my chair oh. when she stole my spot this morning. Nice. Uh, you know, but, <laughs> yeah, uh, two-word phrases is like a milestone apparently, so that's... Yeah, that so is. So is it something that, like, I've been keyed into to listen for? Yeah. yeah. That's that's always the best, too, is, like, once they start learning words, because then you can teach them words. And so my wife has taught Xavier uh, anytime something bad happens instead of like, cause you know, you stub your toe, you say, son of a bitch. Well, he's biscuits. And so this little kid, <laughs> you just be right. You hear this thump in the house somewhere. Biscuits. <laughs> uh, Riley fell. Uh, this is yesterday. She, she went and fell and she, she'll do owie, owie, owie and, and point stuff. And then, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta go kiss her owie or, Right. And, uh, you know, a lot of times I can get away with, like, a like blowing her a kiss if it, she's across the room and, and it counts good enough. But she got up and she's pointing her knee and she ran over to me. And I said, I know your knee's fine because you walked over here just fine. And, then, <laughs> and just, just making a joke, you know, because I got to, if I don't, if I don't talk out loud, like, I'm going to go crazy all day. Right. But uh, later that day, she, she tripped again. And then she she looked up at me and she's owie and points to her knee and like scooting across the floor in her butt <laughs> to me. Like, oh, you learn. <clears throat> yeah, can't just make jokes anymore. Nope, pick up on that. Oh, uh, I'm roof. I had to fix my roof from the windstorm. Did I tell you that? No, what happened? It blew a bunch of shingles off. Oh, lame. Like, uh, right when the wind was starting, um, I go chase down my trash cans. Yeah, I think everyone's trash cans were blowing down the street because it was that it was that day. Yep. But uh, <clears throat> and just hear this weird flapping, like I don't. It's you know it's the wind, whatever. And then I look out in the front yard and there's some shingles and the winds, you know, is like gusts up to seventy in town. Oh yeah. So I'm like, oh wow, like some neighbor's shingles are blowing off. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was more shingles and more shingles. Uh. And then finally, it just, or like heard the flapping more and more. And finally walked out, but in my yard and saw a huge, like probably ten foot by five foot section just gone. Dang! Did you have somebody else do it, or did you do it yourself? No, uh, me and Justin did. Oh, right I was, just got on YouTube and was like, "Okay, this seems easy, but I don't also want to have massive leaks in my house." Right. And then but he came over and helped me. And I don't know if he'd ever done it before, but we got it figured out. It's pretty straightforward. So I say I saw. It. I I know you could use the flex seal to fix that. Yeah, I, <laughs> just, I need I need seven rolls of duct tape and it's just gonna seal it. But the, the the problem was just it's cold. 
So, so when you're lifting up the ones, because you got to slide them under. Mm-hmm. So when it's cold out, they get brittle. So you don't want to break more. And then the little the whatever ceiling tar mm-hmm. out of the caulk gun crap doesn't really melt and seal oh. in if it's below a certain temperature. So it was it was warm enough to where it it was you know I don't, I don't want to say legally allowed, but you know per the instructions it was technically warm enough to to do. We did it early in the morning. Hopefully the sun baked it in the rest of the day and it stayed warm for a couple of days before it snowed again. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much a roofer now. <laughs> Th- I thought about calling Timmy and just being like, "Hey, man, you want twenty bucks?" I don't, I don't know what the, I don't know what's fair, but he it, did... it only took us like an hour. Yeah, and half that was just throwing shingles off my roof. Anyway, it, it goes pretty fast. Yeah, I know it's been a long time since I've done anything any roofing. So yeah, I wouldn't want to do do it all day for a job, but it wasn't too bad. The hardest part was lugging a pack of shingles up to the roof, right? On a janky old ladder. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, should we start talking about conspiracy theories? All right, let's do it. So, the whole premise behind this was we wanted to talk about our favorite conspiracy theories, not ones that we actually believe in necessarily, but ones that we find the most fun. And that ended up both, I think, both of it. it both of our favorite conspiracy is flat earth because it's so ridiculous. It's just fun. <laughs> and no one, it, and and people buy into it so much. Right. Like not just believing it, but just arguing against it. And you know, which just gives it credibility. You'll see like Bill Nye debates a flat earther. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you, why are you giving them a platform? Exactly. You know, like you're by even agreeing to debate about it. You're, Saying, hey, this is a topic we should be discussing. <laughs> you, my favorite part about it is, is um, so you remember in school when uh, you learned, you know, Christopher Columbus said, he's like, he believed the earth was round, so he set out to prove it. No, he didn't. Yeah, like, everybody and, knew the earth yeah, was yeah, round. They, yeah, they figured it out a long time ago. <laughs> the 1400s, everybody knew the earth was round. They just didn't know there was a big ass continent or two continents in yeah, the way yeah, yeah, from yeah. them getting to India a faster way. Yeah, like, they just thought it was smaller than it was. And I was gonna say because I think they actually like calculated the Earth's circumference, um, is like probably around really accurately. Yeah, like within a, a couple time. hundred miles, which is you know for people that didn't ever leave Greece, that's pretty damn good. And know, they did that in like the third century. <laughs> yeah, as I've heard this before. It was um, I don't remember who, but. They had like an obelisk somewhere, mm-hmm. and then, um, so you notice, you know, the shadow kind of changed angles at the time of the day or whatever. Right. So they they found another one like eight hundred miles away. Yeah. And then they measured the angles of the shadows and did cool math that apparently people could do thousands of years ago that I can't do now. <laughs> and they they calculated it to like, you know, considering how they did it. Right, insanely accurate. Yeah, no, it was only a couple hundred miles that they yeah. that they were off, which is nothing like a some... rounding error. You know, yeah. when you're like, what? How, how accurate were measurements? And you know, you couldn't, you know, you didn't have satellite watches to to make sure you're doing it at the exact same time, even. Right, and I was gonna say back when they were doing it, it the units of measurements were still taken from whoever was ruling at the time. I think, which is where we got like twelve inches is this. Well. 
this this guy had bigger feet, so a foot is actually bigger. You know, that's that's how they came up with the measurements that that only Americans use today. Is <laughs> 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 still is <laughs> actually based off of you know the foot size of a king. Do, do you know there's like an official kilogram? There's a the chunk of metal. They, yeah, yeah, and they 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 keep it in like a vault. And they're like, this is the kilogram. This is the kilogram. Like, this is how. There's another one that they. Like a backup one? <laughs> that they use to make sure that this one still works right. Cause, and, cause it, it's still. It's made of like iron, and there's, you know, like on the atomic level, it's still decaying somewhat. And, you know, atoms hit it, and so it's losing mass. You know, right. the same way that everything is over time. Yeah. You have to calculate and compensate for that. Yep. Yeah. It's just, it's just funny. Like, if you, you could have a job guarding the kilogram just be like man i could fuck this up and- i saw the i saw that documentary and the people that are interested in it and and are like not necessarily guarded but like are in charge of it are the exact people that you would think would be in charge <laughs> of something like that like when you see we're like that's the kilogram guy <laughs> mega nerds <laughs> right it's like nothing against him but like if there's a stereotype that fits that's the one like <laughs> <laughs> Like, can I touch it? No. No. You got oil on your hands and stuff. Oh. Like, don't breathe on it. Yeah, because I guess like every like it's like once every so often that every major science uh, I don't even know what it like. It's like every every region has to go there and whatever they use for their kilograms. Like so, the U.S. has has a vault that has the measurements, the same things like a kilogram and, you know, centimeter, like all the, the specific measurements that they would use for that kind of stuff. Like each country or whatever would have that. And it's all based off of this one. And I don't even remember where the vault is. Isn't it like London or is it in, it's somewhere in Europe? Yeah. So it's a kilogram. Right. But like everybody that has their own specific, like this is what, the kilogram is so if we're going to use it for measuring or whatever they would have to go and base it off that one and so they'll bring this like it's a big ceremony they bring this one out and they put their kilogram on the scale and then you put your kilogram on the scale and then you have to go and well it is 0.2 off or something stupid like that so then you got to go and figure out how like, to like fix add, it add some putty to it right <laughs> <laughs> so sprinkle metal shavings until it evens out yeah <laughs> <laughs> something just insanely unscientific right so yeah, it was. Uh, I can't believe I watched the whole. I don't. Well, I might not have watched the whole documentary, but there's something about I watched a lot of it. Seeing really inane stuff like that that people take in really seriously, right. and that I've always found stupidly interesting. Yeah, it's like I can't look away. Like, <laughs> like this guy's really into this. Yeah. Like, therefore, I am now too. Kind of like watching Bigfoot hunters. Yeah, it, <laughs> but you know they're crazy and stupid, right? But man, like. These guys, they they really sound like they know what they're talking about. Right. Which is, you know, I've been listening to Flat Earth stuff all week. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they, these people learn science terms <laughs> that, that they clearly don't understand. I, uh, I heard one guy is like, you know, when we're talking about the globular structure of the Earth. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't, it, like. Did you read that you on Snapple-Lid? That was on a YouTube video from somebody debating a professor. Oh, like, dude, don't you have anything better to do? Right. I mean, probably not. 
Yeah. You know, he showed up to the debate in like a Chicago Bulls jersey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, oh, I wonder, I wonder which side he's on. Right. <laughs> um, so, speaking of Flat Earth, let's talk about the rocket guy. <laughs> that was probably the coolest, you know, I don't normally rejoice when people die. <laughs> However. But... Uh, is the Darwin Award still a thing? Oh, we're going to look that up real quick because that I forgot all about the Darwin that's Awards. an easy Darwin Award of the decade. Darwin Awards and demotivational posters got me through so many boring times on a deployment. News of the weird. Yeah. But, yeah, so the guy built a rocket because, right. you know, everyone, everyone always says, you know, okay, what evidence will you accept? Because, you know, we... We we give the flat earthers, you know, here's photos, here's video, here's all all the proof we can possibly give you that people have been to the moon and been to space, and you know, the images are doctored, and and uh, you know they always fight back, and so they get asked, you know, what will it take for you to believe this? And this guy just said, you know what, I need to see the curvature of the Earth for myself, and what's the best way to do that? I'm going to build a rocket, right? <laughs> <laughs> and he had had a couple successful launches. In the past, and yeah. he had, he had made it up to like, I don't know, five, like five kilometers, which is high. At five kilometers, you you, yeah, that's you know or, that's really high. Actually. You know, I, I don't remember because I, I didn't relook up this story for for this week. I'm just remembering from two years ago when it happened. But he had made it. You know, he he did lower launches, and he made it to a thousand feet, or maybe it was just five thousand feet that he made it to. No. I, I I would believe it was five thousand feet rather yeah. than than five thousand meters. Mad Mike Hughes dies after crash landing homemade rocket. That's the dude's name. And and the video is just hilarious. It is a successful. He successfully launched his rocket. He it was five thousand feet. Five thousand feet. So he successfully launched his rocket. He did not successfully land his rocket. Right. Oh, and his partner was Waldo Stakes because Waldo Stakes is a great name. That is. <laughs> That is, is it? Is it steaks like vampire steak or steak like meat? S T A K E S. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Both of those would have pleased me. The stakes are high. <laughs> just Waldo. How do you name your kid Waldo? I, those books. Well, okay. So this is because the dude they did this in the U.S., but I'm pretty sure a lot of the uh, the team was from the U.K. Which you guys had already flown over to the U.S. I'm assuming, <laughs> so you made it to thirty-five thousand feet, and you didn't look out the window and go, "Huh, it's round." <laughs> I I I don't think that you really really notice the curvature of the Earth flying at like airliner altitude, which is you know thirty thirty thousand thirty six thousand feet. I noticed around there. Yeah, I was going to say when sure. we flow over the north because on the way back from um. One of my trips over to the Middle East, we came back through, we stopped in Ireland, and then we ended up going up and over the North Pole. And when you're flying up over Greenland, like, you really notice how, especially when you go from ice sheet to water, like, you can totally see the, the curvature of the Earth. Okay, yeah, so it says visual daytime observations show the minimum altitude at which curvature of the horizon can be detected is at or slightly below 35,000 feet about the cruising altitude of a passenger right. aircraft. So maybe yeah. I just never paid attention. Well, you're also looking out kind of a, a weird window. 
And so it's a curvy window. Yeah, that that that's probably the excuse. It's <laughs> it's, it's it's curved glass. It's yeah. you know. But see, when I remember um, flying back in a uh, KC135, and those were, like you got to go lay down <laughs> on your belly and look out the bottom of an airplane. You went, yep, round. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, th- those can fly a little higher. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know the exact. I forget the exact ceiling on them, but I know that sometimes those guys really want to just get the fuck home yeah. so they can, you know, throttle up and, and go a little higher and get there quicker. I know, like, we flew to Florida yeah. in, like, four hours one day. <laughs> it was, like, I remember thinking, like, how the fuck are we here already? Yeah. Like, like, yeah, once you get up past the certain like, ceiling, there's, like, no They just wanted to get to Florida resistance. and party. <laughs> right? Because, yeah, I mean, the air resistance up that high is nothing because there's... It's kind of a low atmosphere. That's why they like the U two planes and stuff like that. They fly that high is because they can cover a huge distance. And you know, something cool about the U two is they have to be careful how how fast they turn, because you know their 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 wings are huge and, right. and and they're really wide. So if they turn too fast, um, one wing will dip below stall speed. Oh wow! <laughs> so I didn't know yeah, that. yeah, because as they spin, you know, like if I'm turning left. Uh, you know, like my my right wing is gonna go a little bit faster. My left, so the right. the left wing will will lose lift. <laughs> so so they have to and take then they barrel they... roll and go into a death spiral. <laughs> that was always that was like the the coolest incentive thing that I got when I was in the Air Force. Did you ever go get to help land one of the U twos? No, no, go out in the chase car. That dude, cool. like. Like I've gone fast in a car before, but that the just the that quick acceleration gluing you to the seat that was that was kind of intense. Like, being a YouTube pilot would suck ass. Oh yeah, like they, they have to get catheters, mm-hmm. and like, yeah, it's a whole process. You know, it's probably a cool mission. You yeah. probably do some cool stuff, and and you fly insanely high. You know, oh yeah, you start to see space. Yeah, when I was you, gonna when say you go that, high, yeah. you know, and but man, like I don't just getting stuff shoved up your dick all the time (laughs) like every time you fly that's gotta get really old i was gonna say i didn't think it was it i thought it was uh it was the the condom uh like it rolled over like like you're putting a condom on it just had like a a a reservoir on the end of it like uh the whole suit dude i just man i'd rather just piss in my suit and just like slosh around in puddles in my booties yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you know there's gonna be a whole <laughs> bunch of airmen that would have to clean that up that would let that happen once before they would break your legs. <laughs> I don't care. I don't like. I've heard stories about guys who used to work U two missions and yeah, you know, like getting in the suit is a huge process. Oh yeah, and then you know, like sometimes they gotta take a dump and they're like, like cancel the flight because I can't get it in and out of the suit in time. Right. Yeah, I was gonna say there's always somebody on standby because I used to work right across the. So the our storeroom was right across the parking lot from the uh, the U two uh, operations building, and so they'd always come over and they like did that specifically so that I would give them Gatorade first, <laughs> like it was the thing for many rotations, and so I would have to like I always had a pallet of Gatorade that was only for U two uh, pilots, and it was like this pallet like they ordered it in and I just kept it and I couldn't take anything off of it like the. All the contractors and stuff like that were threatened with death if they took anything off this pallet for the YouTube guys. It was funny. And then they just come over, and there's always some airman that come over, and you're like, hey, I need to get another case of Gatorade. I was like, cool, here you go. And he's like, hey, you want some astronaut brownies? And did you ever get to eat any of that astronaut food from them? No. Okay, so the astronaut brownies, 
it's like a tube of toothpaste with a chocolate paste in it that tastes like a brownie but that's also how they get their caffeine and stay awake however in this one tube it was like 30 something cups of coffee because you're only supposed to like take a little bit of it and like it was like one squeeze was the equivalent of having a cup of coffee well this tube was you know the size of a tube toothpaste like it was pretty big you're only supposed to take a little bit at a time well i ate that shit in one day because i'm a fat ass it was just shaking all over the place like why am i so jittery my heart's gonna explode well you've had 30 cups of coffee it's like oh <laughs> oops yeah but those pilots are in on it because yeah they can yeah. definitely see that the yeah, the Earth the, is flat. The, the fakeness. That's that's what the U twos are doing. Is they're just flying up there and they're actually landing on the dome that covers the Earth. <laughs> just the amount, <laughs> the amount of people who have to be in on this, right? And still, and none of them. Because the thing that in all of my twenty minutes of research <laughs> for, for for this, the 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 thing I really want to know is why? Like, why hide right. the, the fact? And then, and none of them can explain why. They all just say, like, if you're the elite, the rich, and you discover this, it's a no-brainer. You're gonna hide it, and you're gonna maintain that 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 secret and that power. Like, okay, okay but why? Yeah, I don't know. I like I like their uh, their reasoning on gravity. Like, okay, so. We can we can show you experiments on how gravity works because of the rotation and everything like that. We can we can show you that here on Earth how gravity works. So how are we sticking to your flying saucer? Well, we're moving up at a rate of nine meters per second per second and blah blah. This it's like and that's just gluing us to the ground. And it was like so we're in a bullet with the sun rotating around us. Right? It's just a light. It's it's a projection on the dome. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and the moon is just a projection too. That's yeah. yeah all, all the lights, all the planets are just you, pr- projections on the dome. You could convince me that the Earth was hollow faster than you could convince me that the Earth is flat. Like hollow Earth could exist. Flat Earth could not exist. Like <laughs> we still don't know what's in the center of the Earth because we haven't drilled all the way through the crust. We just theorize. Well, because of volcanoes erupting, it's probably, you know, molten down there. Yeah, I, you know, I think that whenever I don't know something, I try and just trust people who, who do. Right. You know, there's, you know, they're just, the core is like a spinning ball of iron. Right. Inside of other more iron. And that, and they think that's what g- would generate the, the, the magnetic field around the earth. Right. And I'm sure there are tests that can be done that, you know, would show that hey, this is probably this pretty like pretty conclusively what it has to be in order for this magnetic field to form. Mm-hmm. And then I just okay, cool, I believe that. That you sound like you know what you're talking about. Yeah, you have degrees. I don't. <laughs> that sounds like a fairly my recent hypothesis. My I, I took geology once in college. <laughs> you know, I can. <laughs> you know, if you would, you know, I can tell you what basalt is right because we have a lot of it nope it, the earth is hollow and it is the the magnetics field is the super advanced race of people that are living on the inside of the earth that and that is what's keeping the rock around them and that's how they stay safe is because 
that's the actual theory is <laughs> I'm just letting you know that like their power generation is what creates the magnetic field is the only reason why we live on the outside and they have no idea we're here. You know, like, I really, I really want to keep an open mind to anything and it's cool. Hey, if you show me evidence of something like, Hey, that there's evidence. Yeah. I'll, I'll believe it. You know? Oh yeah. You show so me that's, some... that's how having an open mind works. <laughs> you show me something compelling. I'll believe it. You just say that there's I've been a giant snow globe. Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So yeah, flat earth is fun. I what I didn't know before I actually did the the little bit of research was that it was Washington Irving's fault about Columbus. Just because he wanted to sell books, so he made everybody sound stupid in the 1400s. <laughs> I mean, it, it's a good story. You know, you're like, hey, I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm going to risk my life to do it. Right. You know? And everyone's like, you'll sail off the end of the earth. Yeah. And Columbus is like, no, I won't. I'll prove it. I'll prove you wrong. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then you grow up, and you know, yeah. and they're like, oh, turns out Columbus not so cool. Yeah. Guy. Turns out Columbus, not only was he dying of, I think he had syphilis on that trip, but was like half crazy through it because he because when they got to the um the islands the because they landed in the dominican republic right See, somewhere in the caribbean yeah so when he got there there was manatees and he's like wow they're really ugly fat mermaids here <laughs> like come on dude you haven't been away that long like <laughs> I, I really don't get how columbus is like so vilified now you know, because everyone's saying, let's get rid of Columbus Day. Yeah. And then apparently that pisses a lot of people off. Like, I don't really, I don't really care. Like, I don't, I don't want to lose a federal holiday. You yeah, know? I don't like, care that we Replace it with something else. Just keep the day off of school and work. Right. I don't, like, I don't really care. Columbus isn't a hero of mine. No. Like, you know, what, 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 was he extra bad compared to everyone else in that time? Like I don't just I, like the I, rest of the Spanish prob- that came prob- over, but you can't not. say that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, do you, do you realize what the Spanish did to everything? But literally, like even parts of America, like the Spanish kind of they fucked a lot of shit up. It wasn't yeah. just it's not just the UK white people that are bad. <laughs> the rest of Europe was stupid too, and everybody colonized everything. Like, people just sucked. Like, and they still do. Yeah. You know, like, hey, I get, you know, if you want to say, hey, let's teach, let's teach people, hey, like, they they had this cool mission, they did all this stuff, they also did a bunch of, like, society back then really sucked by yeah. our standards, you know, like, yeah, just teach it all, you know, we don't need, he doesn't need to be a hero, he doesn't need, need to, he's not a villain, probably, I don't know. Yeah. I, but I don't super care if you want to have, uh, what do they call it now? I know Washington State. Indigenous people's day yeah, is Washington. Yeah, State. cool. Hey, let's do that too. Yeah. I don't really care. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I I never really cared because I knew the Columbus story was all jacked up anyway. It was like he didn't even discover. Like they knew something was over here. He didn't even land here anyway. He landed in the Caribbean. I was like, like Vikings. I'm, Vikings had been here. Yeah, you know, there's just there, there, like, there's, there, there were people here. There's evidence that the Chinese were in California. Um, even before that. Yeah, I think the Pacific Islanders, they think, had made it way over here, too. Yes, but the Chinese had come over because they had found evidence of a wall. Like, they had uh, they'd gone... Because the, there was there was some writing about a big uh, exploration or something that this guy did. And they stopped in the... And I can't remember why they think it was California, but they in the documents it said they had built a, built a wall because they were staying for a little while. 
And so they found evidence, or they think they found evidence, because the indigenous peoples of the that area in California didn't build anything, because they were, um, uh, they weren't really nomads, but they would, depending on the season, they would migrate, I guess. So, like, they didn't actually put up permanent structures anywhere. They were pretty mobile. So there's just this random wall, this stone wall that was built in California that really didn't do much as far as mark off a an encampment it wasn't like it was going to be a real good <laughs> like like fighting position i guess so but yeah like humans have been exploring for a long time like the second they figured out they could float on water yeah they started to float on water like there's a brief time i guess that where especially like parts of medieval europe where everybody stayed away from the water because that's how evil spirits got into you. <laughs> that's a good conspiracy too. <laughs> the church had that one down. didn't they? No bathing. <laughs> like reading old philosophy is always funny too. Like everything is made out of either fire or water or rock. Right. Or air. Yeah. Those are the four things that exist. Yeah. And you're just some combination of those. Oh, all right, here we're going to take a quick break and give you a word from our sponsor. Yay, capitalism. And now back to the show. Okay, what's your conspiracy theory? Uh, all right, let me pull up my notes. But uh, the phantom time hypothesis, you never heard of this? I have not heard of this one. Yeah, I might have mentioned at least the general, the, the gist of it. But anyway, uh, what year is it? It's wrong. <laughs> uh, this the Phantom Time theory says uh, right now it's actually 1724. There were 297 years that were added to the books that just did not happen. Is this the theory that Charlemagne was never actually a real person? Yes. Yes. So okay. it, that, that's that, that, that's a piece of it. Okay. But overall. Uh, the theory says that the years sixteen four or uh, six fourteen to nine eleven just did not happen. Okay, those were made up uh, by the Holy Roman Emperor Otto the uh, Third, whose name isn't super important because who cares? Right. But uh, he wanted to be important. The theory says. Okay. So, and the way to do that was he wanted to be the Holy Roman Emperor during the year one thousand. <laughs> okay. Because it's it's the, the millennium. Brown numbers are cool. Right. And, uh, hey, whoever... And they thought he could spin it to where whoever is in charge in the year 1000. Pretty important dude. Right. God must have God chosen him. Well, but the problem is that's like 300 years away. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what's a guy to do? Right. Like, lucky for Otto, most of the world... Almost all of it is completely illiterate, right. uneducated. You know, we're in the dark ages. Yes. So so what you do is you just say, hey, you know what? Fuck you guys. It's the year 1000. Yeah, but you got to get everyone to buy into it. Okay. So uh, it turn, turns out Charlemagne has a lot in common with our boy Otto. Okay. So, so yeah, they just write up, hey, here's this greatest king ever. Yeah. Who's pretty much just like me. <laughs> Looks like me. Has a lot of same beliefs as me. His power line flows down through me. <laughs> and 
Yeah, you make that up. Um, there's a whole lot of, like, uh, you know, I do air quotes on a podcast. Right, air quotes. Evidence, <laughs> you know, to, 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 to go along with it. Um, he, he had, uh, you know, co-conspirators, the other, you know, the, the big three at the time. Uh, the Byzantine Emperor Constantine VII and Pope. Uh, the coolest Pope name ever, Pope Sylvester. Ooh. Pope Sylvester II. Um, yeah, they all wanted, you know, hey, we need to be the three guys in the year 1000. Hmm. So, um, you know, like a lot of the evidence is really kind of like, hey, you know, there's not a lot of records from from the years 600 to 900, which, guess what? <laughs> you know, there's just there's just not a lot of stuff that survives that long. It's no. Just, that's just the way history kind of works. Everybody was... <laughs> Yeah, everything was made out of wood. Everybody burns its shit down when they run through anyway. Yeah. So, um, but a, a lot of the big stuff focuses on um, buildings from that time because you know there are old, old ruins in old parts of cities. So uh, there was a big period of time in Constantinople where they said, "Hey, no new buildings," and I don't know why. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't even know if that's true. But this is a, a part that the conspiracy theorists push, and that would explain why there's no buildings dated from that time period is because you know they just had said they backdated it and said hey who's ever whoever was in charge said no new buildings mm. for this for a long time <clears throat> and that's why there's no construction dating dating to that time period okay uh they also look at um like the types of construction like the roman empire was huge but it kind of died out around 480 right you know, it's, and you know, well, it didn't die off, but it became other stuff. And I was going to say, it yeah. became the the Byzantine Empire. Yeah. And, so, and, uh, uh, and there's still a lot of Roman architecture uh, from uh, from from that time. You know, right. the big Roman columns and all that stuff. And how would that stuff survive that long? Oh, to still be on the buildings. You know, right. But you know, also like, how how many Roman columns are we still building? It's it's a cool look. People right. people like it. People build it. <laughs> When you're learning how to build stuff from your ancestors, like yeah. you're a builder, hey, you're a builder because worked, your dad was let's a builder. Do it again, like you know, like yeah. I learned how to build from my dad, who learned how to build from his dad. Right? Who we just this is what we do. <clears throat> you know, not a lot of creativity. Well, uh, if it's not broke, don't fix it. I guess. Like, <clears throat> yeah, and then they have found other building structures that they say were built with techniques that should not have been invented yet. And the explanation is because 300 years were added, you know. Oh. Uh, oh, and then, so, like, the most damning piece of evidence <laughs> has, has to do with leap years. So, uh, um, you, you remember what the Julian calendar was? Is so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, started uh, 40, 46 B.C. is when they started using that. And it's actually pretty accurate in right. school. But uh, it didn't really deal with, with leap years because, you know, it's – the Earth's, excuse me, the Earth's trip around the sun is, you know, 365 and a quarter and some random decimal point change. It's not perfect. Right. So, um, and they just kind of just dealt with it and said, who cares for the longest time until Pope Gregory in, uh, Pope Gregory, the whatever, I don't know his number, in 1582, um, so he he designed a new calendar, the Gregorian calendar, the one that we still mm-hmm. use. And but by that time they had like a lot of the leap year stuff figured out. 
Well, the Gregorian calendar wasn't that the one that just it, it only it's, had. It's mostly the same. It only ha- I thought it only had ten months. No, no, it's 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 like the one we use now. Okay. So which one only had ten months in it though? Because that's where we I mean, get. There's a bunch of calendars like that. Like I know October, November, December were you know. 10, 11, 12, that, I mean, you know, that's literally why they're named October. I don't know. It might have been Julian. I don't know. I didn't. Or, uh, yeah. October. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not publishing a doctoral thesis here. (laughs) Like, this is, this is YouTube. But, um, so anyway, uh, uh, you know, uh, Pope Gregory, his calendar dealt with, with leap years a lot more. So that's why we do, you know, every four years there's, there's a, it's a leap year and we add a day and then it's still not perfect. Right. So then. It's like every um, every 100 years we skip one, so like the year 2000 was still a leap year, but 2100 uh, should be a leap year, but it won't be. Okay. And, and then, so we skip one every hundred years, except every 400 years that it's still there, and then like every thousand years it's still goofy, but I think they, no one has really cared to do it <laughs> yet because it hasn't affected us yet right you know it's really small amounts of time i know and they do leap seconds every now and then really yeah 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 they're they're leap seconds i don't know when they are um i don't know how often they do them but but they do exist weird i did not know yeah. that who does the leap seconds uh, whoever runs the clock uh, the same people who are hiding the, the earth is flat oh okay uh, well, because where's the where's the supreme clock? Like the at? official, like the official clock. Yeah, it's an atomic clock. It's got to be in like Geneva or somewhere. Geneva it, or something. Yeah, I would believe that. And if you told me it's in Geneva, that that sounds like where they have that stuff. <clears throat> I gotta look that up now because that's gonna bug me. Because I remember there's, I remember somebody when I was in when we were in the the uh, Air Force, somebody out the base, like spent three thousand dollars on this watch because it was linked to that clock and like automatically updates and it would automatically update and it was like hey that's cool you could have bought a car <laughs> <laughs> instead right. you found something that can't go into a pool and it's probably from like you know it's got to be digital then and like what kind of grown-ass man wears a digital a digital <laughs> watch now <laughs> you know like I, I i like like people have apple watches but yeah, i was gonna say i can change it to a, a regular face watch though you know like if you're wearing a suit i don't know i think you gotta have a a metal watch, but uh, no. So anyway, um, when Pope Gregory was changing his calendar, there were, um, thir- you know, fifteen hundred years of. We're gonna go real quick because I just sure. googled it. Uh, so the it's the National Institute of Standards and Technology is what we're thinking of. They have the the official time. They have the official weight of everything like that. That's that's the place that we were trying to talk about earlier today okay. with the official kilogram is it's the, are, are they also the official timekeepers of the world yep cool it may, that makes sense weight keepers and timekeepers ways and means yeah like congress but uh so anyway uh pope gregory uh we just changed his calendar there's all these leap years that didn't happen between 1500 and and, and zero you know 46 bc oh, okay so what they needed to do was remove 13 days from the calendar uh, because there isn't a leap a leap year every whatever. But he only removed 10 days from the calendar. Mm. And so what people say is because he knew that th- those three days would have been made up in those 300 years that are missing. And he knew that and he just forgot to cover his tracks. 
when adjusting the calendar. Oh. And that's kind of like the nail in the coffin. That's the, uh, <laughs> that is the missing missing time. Yeah, that's the uh, that's or that's phantom the, time. Yeah, that's that's the big got, gotcha <laughs> for phantom time theory. But uh, <laughs> and, um, and 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 really, like all it amounts to was that like these guys thought it'd be cooler if they were in charge during the year one thousand, right? And that's it. <laughs> they didn't really do anything with it. Um, uh, like some other stuff was it uh, like Islam was invented. Uh, like Muhammad lived uh, during that time. Okay. Muhammad was late six hundreds, I want to say. Yeah, like late six hundred, early seven hundreds, somewhere in there. And Islam spread super fast. So if phantom time theory were true, it also like delegitimizes Muhammad oh. and, and and Islam. But it also can't explain like why. Islam suddenly popped up out of literally nowhere and was suddenly <laughs> like like overnight became huge right you know like half the arab world eat overnight like it, it, it can't explain that uh, you know it doesn't account for 300 years of growth it's just right snap and the entire arab world is now islamic <laughs> uh, but oh um but yeah the reason for for the 10 days instead of uh, instead of 13 days. Was, have you ever heard of the Council of Nicaea? Yes. By watching the movie Dogma, probably. Yes. That was... Um, well, weird. no, actually, there was another conspiracy that I was ta- thinking about doing. Uh, a lot of stuff goes back to there, too. Like, a, yeah. lo- a lot of biblical stuff, because that was, that was the group that, you know, they got to pick and choose what, what went into the Bible and what didn't. And yeah. They did a lot of... They decided a lot about the future of Christianity there. Right. Um, but they also set the date for Easter... Yes, and Easter is like one of the huge ones because well, the Council of Nicaea had the uh, Constantine was the one that Emperor Constantine was the one that kind of oversaw that one. Sure, um, and like yeah, because they did they did Christmas, they did Easter, they did everything, and it was like because he was a pagan, he was born pagan, and then he converted to Christianity uh, and converted his entire. Um, empire into Christianity with the Council of Nicaea, and he's like, okay, but we're gonna make it easy, and we're gonna do Easter here and Christmas here because it's gonna coincide with the same shit that we we're already celebrating at that time, and this is how it's gonna do, and everybody's just gonna get along. Okay, got it, got it, good. And then yeah, <laughs> it was so like, <laughs> it's like I get it. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So the 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 reason he he only uh, took out ten days instead of the full thirteen because he didn't want to fuck up that. Right. Yeah, like an extra three days would have put, you know, we would have had Easter Wednesday or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I don't know. Yeah. So, it, you know, and it's also just stupid easy to disprove for a lot of other reasons. Right. You know, for example, like, okay, say he was capable of just rewriting European history. Like, why would the Chinese go along with it? Right. <laughs> why would, why would like, everyone else go like, along with like it? Like, China was super good about keeping records. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, there's no reason for whatever dynasty was going on in China there to be like, okay, yeah, we'll just add 300 years. Of- <laughs> sure. Just, just, to help, just to help you and your religion. Yeah. Oh. And, uh, oh, and then also, like, um, humans have been really good about uh, astrology for a real long time. Mm-hmm. So we can look back and say, okay, cool. There should have been eclipses here and comet appearances here. 
and you look through all through history, including during those 300 years, and you find like Pliny the Elder, and you're like, hey, there's a fucking the sun disappeared today. Right. <laughs> like, how crazy is that? <laughs> like today, in, but don't in, worry, I sacrificed like, a goat and it yeah, came back. <laughs> like exactly today, like I wrote the date down because this is nuts. Yeah, and yeah, and there's just mentions of eclipses and like, like Halley's Comet and all these very predictable astrological events are written down through multiple cultures all three years. And yeah. Oh, but right. it is just like that. That's a fun one. It is like, like you could, we could dive into that one a lot harder. I think maybe we'll do that on a future one. We'll talk more about that one on a future episode. Go away. I want to find it. like, I want to find a conspiracy theory that like I can really buy into. Well, so, Okay, so I'll tell you my conspiracy theory, and then um, after we're done recording, I'll tell you about a, uh, an episode that I want to do that is totally, like, there's so many conspiracy theories that go along with it. Okay. So, but that would, because there's so many jokes to be made with it. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's that's going to be, like, it'll probably be a two-part episode for that one, because it's, it's a good one. So my conspiracy that I I find the most fun is, have you ever heard of the Philadelphia Experiment? No. Okay. <laughs> this is about cheesesteaks? I wish. Or the Eagles? Nope. This is about the U.S. military trying to develop um, cloaking technology. Like the Romulans? Yeah. But they're doing this in um, the 40s. So, like, they're trying to make their ships undetectable by radar. And everything goes horribly wrong, and there's a giant cover-up. Ooh. <laughs> so military uh, cover up. I mean, <laughs> military, this is, I'm already kind yeah. of believing this because you know, being in the military, we know what they like to do. Uh, so the Philadelphia experiment alleges that the military ex- uh, was supposed to have tried to carry out, um, and this is specifically the Navy uh, in the Philadelphia Naval Shipyard um, in somewhere in the in the 1940s, early 40s, like 43. Uh, it centers around the destroyer escort USS Eldridge, and um, the uh, claims are that uh, it was invisible or cloaked. Um, so the story first appears in 1955 in some letters written to a um, UFO writer, uh, Morris K. Jessup. And in these letters, uh, somebody identifying himself... Hold on, I gotta find the the guy that identified himself. It was like um, Carlos Miguel Alande, also known as Carl M. Allen, um, in other correspondence. Alleged, like he told he told Jessup this story that the basically the USS Eldridge was the they were the Navy was experimenting with some cloaking technology, and uh, when they did this, something went wrong. And the whole ship disappeared and was transported to New York, into a dock at New York. And then when it came back, it traveled back in time 10 minutes, which I don't know how, because then you'd have, like, space and time, like, both together. Like, you can't occupy the same space at the same time type thing, but whatever, you know. So back in time 10 minutes, but all of the, uh, the, the sailors on this ship were fused into the ship itself like they like merged with the walls and stuff like that <laughs> right and there's the, like and the navy's been trying to cover it up for years and it was like okay well 
if that happened, yes, the Navy would try to cover that up because that's a giant fuck up. <laughs> like, of course they're trying to. However. Whoopsie. Yeah. So anyway, now, you know, there's a conspiracy. Like, you know, you're a nut job when a UFO, UFO, UFOlogist, UFOlogist. I don't know how to say that. It's not a real science. Okay? <laughs> so, so who cares? So you know, you know you've messed up when you give them a conspiracy that even they're like, yeah, you're fucking nuts. Like he didn't believe him at all. <laughs> like he just like threw these letters away. Um, and then later on, a couple years down the road, um, somebody gets mailed. Let's see. Oh, the uh, Office of Naval Research was contact or contacted Jessup uh, like three years later, and they're like, "Hey, uh, we got this this book of yours, and there's a whole bunch of writing in the margins. Can uh, can you come take a look at it?" And so the book that Jessup wrote was uh, the case of uh, the case for the UFO, and <laughs> on the uh, on the envelope given to the uh, ONR was written "Happy Easter." which I don't get like I've gone through this three times. Do not know the why it wasn't even delivered at Easter time. (laughs) I don't know what happy Easter means at all. Um, But yeah, there was like, so written all over the the margins of this book were three. It was in three different um, inks and it looked like a conversation between three people. Like they were trying to do it in code and it took him about four years to figure out that it was all the same person writing it in just three different pens. Like he was having a conversation <laughs> with himself. <laughs> Extra crazy. Right. So anyway, but so it comes to find out like, you know, of course the, the Navy is denying any uh, experiments trying to jam radar or anything like that. Of course they are. They're not going to let you know that. Yeah. They were totally working on that stuff and have been forever. Every, that's what the military does is they try to make their shit invisible so they can kill you easier. Like that's, that's not a conspiracy. That's just how war works. Like, <laughs> <laughs> of course they were doing stuff. However, they did not teleport a fucking battleship across the damn ocean <laughs> in a green, in a green fog is, uh, I believe what they used. Yeah. That's, that adds the legitimacy to it. Um, so, but like every once in a while, this shit will pop up again. And it popped up. In the, apparently, there's a movie made about this, loosely made about this. But uh, I know, uh, like Star Trek, yeah, ha- had had an episode that it sounds like it was inspired by that, where they were experimenting with cloaking technology, and uh, like you know they were in and out of phase, whatever Star Trek science words they were trying oh, yeah, to use, yeah, yeah. and like, and, and and then they found it, and the the ship like reappeared like half inside an asteroid, and. There's people who are like half had half fallen through the decks, and mm-hmm. when everything rematerialized, they're just half inside the floor and half on the next floor and dead. Yeah. So anyway, but so and then I guess later on, Jessup, the the UFO guy, finally figured out who this uh, Carl M. Allen was, and it turns out he was a friend of a friend who knew him, and had been in and out of psychiatric (laughs) places for a while. Um, But yeah, he claimed he was, you know, he was on the other ship that was observing what was going on. And it took place like the whole thing. Like if you really get into it, there is, and like other people added on over the years, like, Oh yeah, no, I was there too. And it's like, 
okay, you know, and they're like, yeah, it totally displaced, like, we cloaked an entire ship, and it totally displaced the water, so you could see, like, the basically the dip in the water where the hull was, but you couldn't see the ship itself. I was you like, well, that you, you can you still, still see, see the, the wake. Sh- yeah, it's like, you can still see the fucking ship then. <laughs> it's like, if it's, hey, look, there's a hole in the water. That doesn't actually happen. Let's yeah. bomb yeah. that. Yeah, like, especially if you're, you know, spotting from, from an airplane. Like, you, you know, uh, you, we used to always tell, tell pilots, too, like, you're probably not going to see the ship. But like you'll you'll see a wake, yeah. You know, and if you see a wake, there's there's probably a ship, and that ship yeah. probably has a missile that can kill you. Yeah. Aim for the front. Yeah. <laughs> so, but like I like this conspiracy because of all the stuff that they said bad happened to the you know the cancer and all that kind of stuff that because they were testing this technology and the Navy's trying to cover it up. Well, yeah, <laughs> bad shit happened. Do you not remember the uh, Operation Crossroads? Like. That all that shit came out, and that's when they were testing the nuclear devices in the Bikini Atoll in the Marshall Islands. And do you know that about that one where they had a whole bunch of ships out there? They're like, I wonder what happens if we drop a nuclear yeah. bomb on all these ships. Yeah, there's there's video. Oh yeah, it's cool. <laughs> like, and they're like, like what happens if we like set off a nuke underwater next to all these ships? Yeah. Like, Apparently cool that's shit. a bad idea because the ship still floated. However, because all of the water that fell everywhere was irradiated like everything died and that's and that's how we get godzillas <laughs> like, like like the the damage and the the best part about that one is so the the bomb that was dropped so there's two bombs that were tested in the bikini atoll there was one that was dropped from the air exploded 500 feet over the water didn't do a whole lot of damage because it missed its target by like 2,000 feet so it damaged the ships but like a lot of the animals that they had on the decks because they didn't use humans for this, the British did, and that's another story. <laughs> I know there's a bunch of old videos where you see like a bunch of pigs in cages, yeah, and where they just set off nukes and yeah, let's see, let's go see what happened to those pigs. Yeah, so I guess with the uh, with the fat man bomb that they dropped, um, that one didn't do a whole lot of damage because it missed its target and. There was just like, yeah, it, it messed a lot of stuff up. But even the radiation levels that the animals were exposed to was very low. But the one that they exploded under the water just rained radioactive material everywhere. And now the like, you still can't go to Bikini Atoll because it's, you know, even as of like 2017, it's still, you know, a wasteland. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're like, paying, like the government's still paying money off to, to people who are near there. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say most of the, like, the Marshall Island, the, all the Marshall Islands are, I mean, they're they're considered U.S. citizens because that's a territory, but, like, it's, like, for Paradise, it's a shithole because the Navy went there and fucked shit up. <laughs> so, not, not all the Marshall Islands. I know the one that's closest to that island is um, where they moved everybody. Um I think they actually. You have to leave. We're gonna blow up your island. <laughs> yeah, fine, whatever. So, but yeah, that one. And I know I saw a video like the British actually like. I wonder how close we could drop a bomb, and and like how close our ships could be, and people actually survive. So they like lined up a bunch of sailors on the deck, and they're like, "Yeah, face away from the flash," <laughs> and they lit off. Yeah, a, yeah. You a see videos where it's just like. Today yeah. today's training is going out and looking at nukes. Yeah. yeah, and you see all these guys like airmen, soldiers, whatever, just sitting on the ground and wearing wearing uh, like welding goggles. Yeah, 
And they're just sitting there, and a nuke goes off in the background. They're like, all right, now turn around and look. I do want to do a whole episode on the dumb shit the U.S. has done with nukes. Because testing nukes, there's a manhole cover in space that passed Pluto by now <laughs> because of nukes. Because we, because <laughs> we capped the, the 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 top of the hole when we were doing underground tests, like, and that's going to be a story that we go into because that's funny. <laughs> you launch something into space, it was by accident, but yeah. <laughs> I wonder if we could do a controlled nuclear explosion to propel us to like Mars or something like that. I know, like I. I'm not a nuclear scientist, but I know there's theoretically no like upper limit on how big of a nuke you can make. Right. But um, there there just comes a point where there's you know why. Right. You know, like <laughs> once you're you know once you're destroying cities, like you don't need to. Right. You know you don't need more, and and it takes like a lot more material than it's there's diminishing returns. Right. So. Yeah. The uh, there's theoretically there's not a there's not an upper limit. I wonder if you could actually do a controlled explosion enough to actually, like, so if you docked with the ISS, use that as a staging point, if you could use that to get to Mars faster, then how long does it take to get to Mars? Do you, like, I want to say, like, eight months, and I'm basing that off, I've read The Martian. <laughs> but, right, uh, and that ship was all theoretical, too. Yeah, uh, but I think, realistically, it's... There, it's depending on how the orbit's set up. It's probably like eight months to a year trip, one way. I want to say, Martian was a good book. Yeah, I was gonna say seven or eight months. So okay. Yeah, that actually was a that was a good book and a book that, um, I mean, for time's sake, they cut a lot out. But as far as it matching up with the movie, um, matched yeah, like, up fairly un- well until the end. Oh really? Yeah. Did you ever read the book? I think so. I, I guess. I, I guess spoilers, but <laughs> but um, there's uh, you know, in in the end of the movie when he he does his little Iron Man thing, where he's like, I'm gonna oh yeah I'm yeah, gonna, yeah, I'm yeah, gonna, yeah yeah I'll poke holes in my in my glove and break the seal, and then that'll release all the oxygen. I can use those like Iron Man jets and and fly. In 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 the book, like he said that, and they're like, ha ha, that's that that's a funny joke. <laughs> and, and and then they went on and rescued him like like real astronauts would right and you know it was just because that's the kind of guy it was he i was, was like could you he, he was just a joker and he's like no i'm an iron man and they're like, you, you're like you're messed up you broke a bunch of ribs on this launch like, you, was, like could, we'll, we'll come get you is that even a like could you vent enough atmosphere from inside the suit to yeah, even do it's, that per, it's problematic scientifically i assume <laughs> but well, yeah, yeah. And, and, and in the book they're like fuck it let's do that yeah, I was gonna say well, because like I've, I, I'm not a scientist by any means, but I know like the escape velocity that you have to do to get out of the Earth's atmosphere is, you know, nuts. But you're also you're you're aiming for orbit. You're not aiming to just get out and then get into orbit. Like you're aiming for an orbit in order to not fall back into the Earth's atmosphere. So if like I don't think you could do that with just the atmosphere out of a yeah. suit. <laughs> I think in because uh, in the Martian they were, you know, they, they were there. Like it, he got his ship up to where to where the ship was passing by, right? Because that ship was going to slingshot around Mars, and he just had to get to that point. But they were like going like five meters per second, different velocity, so they were going to slightly miss each other. Oh, so it was super close, but just not right. So you only needed small adjustments to get there. And and then I know the book and the movie were also different because in the movie like the the 
the the commander, the 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 one chick who whatever actress that is, mm-hmm. I forget. But she was like, "No, this is too important. I need I need to do it." And she went and re- rescued him herself. Right in the book, she's like, "No, I'm I'm the captain, and you're the you're the expert at you know, you know EVAs. Yeah. Like you do it. You're clearly best suited for this. I'm the captain. I'm going yeah. to stay here and command stuff, <laughs> which, which is the way it would really go." I was going to say, "There's a reason why we have specific jobs." Yeah. I, I I think the book made her sound like super whiny oh and then the movie didn't want to be like we don't want to have the female captain be this whiny this whiny woman yeah. so they had to give her the the heroic moment yeah <laughs> and, and then like a th- third of that book easily is like his, him his, just trekking like, yeah like Mars. his journey and all the problems like that happened on that yeah in the movie it's like a two-minute disco montage <laughs> right yeah i was gonna say because even watching the movie, because I think I watched the movie before I read the book. Well, I didn't read the book. I probably listened to it on audiobook. Um, but, yeah, I was going to say, like, that would be the biggest problem. Because when you're at a hab, I mean, yeah, a lot can go wrong there. But they're they're kind of designed to to take a lot of abuse. So, I like, him being there most of the time is probably more for filming i guess it'd be easier to film in a hab than it would be like yeah a rover yeah it just just cgi cost of right that all like yeah yeah you can set up a, a set and right. reuse it and there's not cgi all the time when you're inside but yeah him in in the car in the martian landscape that's probably a lot of cgi and really boring for the yeah, for yeah the and then yeah so. in i know in the book too he was like he he fried his community his radio so he was out of communication for the whole last Oh, huge chunk of it, which made it extra hard because they're like, hopefully he knows what we're planning. Yeah, <laughs> and we we have to guess what he's planning and adjust. And yeah, I did like the uh, how they f- like I, watching them solve the problems and stuff like that. That was actually really entertaining to me because I that's kind of how I think yeah. is like how am I going to solve this next problem, which is honestly how I know I'm old. Even though I've always kind of been like that, like even when I was younger. You know, you're given a task, and it's like, okay, well, how can I do this the easiest way possible and, and still get the job done? Like, I have that frustration with the, the kid that works with me all the time because he's 19, and it's like, hey, dude, just do it the easy way. And he looks at me with a blank stare like, I am doing it the easy way. No, you're doing it the hardest fucking way possible. Like, why would you do it like this? <laughs> like, dude, you're shipping boxes out. Just do it the easy way. Like, all these boxes are the same. Why don't you do all five of these orders right now? And then you can stack them up on the pallet just like you're stacking Legos or, or Tetris blocks. And it's like, well, because he never played Tetris as a kid. It's because, you know, at 19, Tetris wasn't, you know, on Game Boy wasn't a thing anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> that kind of shit pisses me off. Anything else you want to talk about? Uh, maybe nothing that can't wait. Oh, we can keep going. I don't care. <laughs> okay. Uh, like, we've been talking about Star Trek a bunch. Or, yeah. Or, like, I brought it up, like, at least three times. But yeah. So, they always do this thing, and it's always really pissed me off, how, you know, they'll notice a plot, or there's there's a terrorist attack or something, and they're like, okay, it's a Klingon, or it's a Romulan, right? or it's whatever species, it's one guy just did something fucked up, and they're like, okay, like, like what do the Klingons want? Right. Like, like, <laughs> like, okay, like, one guy is just, at, his actions represent the entire government, you know, it's like if a Jewish guy stole my bike, and I'm like, "What does Israel want?" With bikes? <laughs> well, they, what was it? The new, 
they they did blame the entire Romulans with the news that that one movie that they did with Chris Pine's like the the remake of the first Star Trek, where he was playing Kirk. Like yeah, it was just, just one Romulan that was butthurt at the yeah, spot. Uh, okay, yeah, it's like one pirate. Yeah. Off doing what? It, yeah, but there's so many old episodes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's I was like, gonna say they've totally changed that now. Do you yeah. watch uh, Discovery? I, I haven't yet. It's. Do you actually would probably really get into that one? That one's a good one. It's one of those things I've been meaning to start, but just haven't yet. That one's yeah. I don't know if I don't know if it's on on demand. I think you have to have the CBS app app for it. I don't remember. I think we have someone else's password for it. There you go. But yeah, that one I, actually is a really good like. It's pretty intense because it starts off yeah. with "What do the Klingons want?" And it's like, yeah, it's like maybe it's just one asshole Klingon. Well, it yeah. turns out to be it was all the Klingons are assholes, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> but because the discovery, like, because it's set like in the past, it's like before. yeah, this is pre-Kirk, so yeah. this is because uh, I think you run into, um, because it's like it's young Spock and everything like that before he joined or just as he joined the Federation. Okay. Um, or uh, Starfleet, and so he was still serving under the other captain, the guy from Enterprise. I've yeah. still never watched Enterprise. Scott Bakula, Quantum Leap dude. Uh, yes, I think so. I don't remember. There's so many damn Star Trek. Yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> there's even more now. There's a cartoon one now. Yeah, the Lower Decks. Yeah, is that is it? absolutely hilarious. Is it? <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's. Um. Same humor lines as like Futurama and Simpsons and okay. a little bit of Family Guy in there, but it's it's okay to watch around children, kinda like children that aren't gonna pay attention to it. Yeah, what they're saying. So yeah, yeah. R- yeah Riley doesn't like me watching TV that that she doesn't. You know, you know uh, she'll come and like she'll bring me the remote like she knows which one does like uh, yeah. yeah you know how I navigate to YouTube on the Roku and. You know, like when I need her to to shut up and, and go away and like I'm trying to make lunch or whatever. Right. I'll just be like, Baby Shark? And I can put YouTube on. <laughs> so all the time she'll come, she'll hand me the remote and do the little Baby Shark motion. Oh, yeah. Or, uh, <laughs> or like, are, are you aware of Coco Melon? Yeah, Xavier doesn't really watch much yeah, of it. I don't know if he's too old for it or... or I, I, no, I don't it's know. not that he's too old for it. I, I just don't think, like... He'll watch it sometimes, but I think he has to stumble across it in order to watch it. Because okay. he loves, like, Curious George, and he's really getting into, like, Ninja Turtles now. So, That's cool. Like, and they have Ninja Turtles on the, the CBS app, so he'll watch that, and he loves Alvin and the Chipmunks. But Yeah, so. like, if I'm going to park Riley in front of the TV, it's, it's it needs to be, like, singing stuff. Yeah. Or, you know, I mostly try and keep it off during the day. Yeah. But, yeah, man, it's like, if it's TV's on, it's Baby Shark or Coco Melon or... Does she? Do you have a tablet? No. Uh, I was gonna say, get a tablet. <laughs> Spend the money, get a tablet, because <laughs> then they could watch whatever they want on repeat. Yeah, I don't know. If she's and well, because like Xavier, he'll he'll put the tablet down and he'll watch it for a minute, and then he'll have to get up and do something. He'll have to get up and move, and, and like wiggle around and stuff like that. And so if the tablet's parked over on the you know like on the table or something like that, he can get up and then he can run back over to it and see, oh yeah, I was going to watch this and then he'll go back and run around and play with his toys and it's just kind of on in the background so he can turn around and look at it for 30 seconds and then go back to doing whatever he was doing. And I will not do that with the TV because I'm not going to watch the same shit that he's going to watch, you know what I mean? Oh Cuz it's like, like <laughs> I'm going to sit down and veg and I'm even watch yeah, my even show. just trying to put like Coco Melon on for 30 minutes while I you know, make her lunch, make my lunch. 
Uh, I just want to shoot myself. Yeah. Guess you could get yourself a tablet and just watch that instead. <laughs> just, <laughs> just put put my AirPods in and just listen to books all day while she does whatever. Yeah. Uh, thanks for joining us this week. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and on Instagram at Not a Terribly Good Podcast. Please give us a follow and share the crap out of it. We need more listeners. Speaking of listeners, we have one in Canada now. So, uh, hey, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh yeah and that's the show have a good weekend yeah see you next time